These are the 100 days of summer. And this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Speak softly, love, and hold me warm against your heart. I feel your words, the tender, trembling moment start. We're in a world, our very own, sharing a love that only I guess it would be an Italian song, right? It's the love theme from The Godfather. Why not? Godfather is Italiano. About as Italian as you can get, I guess, right? And that's uh, Al Martino, Howard. Al Martino. That was a tremendously popular... At the same time, there were two versions. There were two... Uh, this one was... The, this is the musical version, but there were two songs that were instrumental from movies at that time. The love theme from The Godfather and the love theme from Love Story. They both were chart toppers at the almost exact same time. We will finish our show today and our week with that uh, tune, The Godfather, the instrumental version. All right. So it's... Um, uh, it's don't make me whack you, Howard. What's that? I said, don't make me come over and whack you. No, no, I said, no, no don't, 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 don't whack me. So, um, all right, very good. Listen, um, I'm Howard Monroe, 809 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. He is Iron Man Bob. You're the Iron Man. Well, not really. You're the Iron Man here of the Watchdog Radio Network. You uh, spent all day yesterday out and about with Donnie Roberts and with um, Donnie. Who is he, Gilbert? He's Gilbert. Yes. He's Gilbert now. Right. With Donnie Gilbert and, uh, and the Greek Festival and uh, all of his guests. And you had a good time down there and you spent the day um, enjoying yourself, shall we say? I did. Maybe a little bit too much. Uh, I, I bumped into uh, John McCabe on my lit. I was leaving the Grecian Festival and John was heading down that way. So I'm sure he'll have a comment saying, yeah, Bob, looks like you had really had a good time yesterday. <laughs> and I did. I really had a good time. Yeah. And then, um, and by the way, was it, were there a lot of people there? It was. You know, that, that downpour, people scattered, you know, was looking for shelter. But then, then when the rain uh, quit, I bet last night, Howard, they, they were jam-packed. I mean, that line for the Euro, you hear that, Doc? Euros. It was all the way down. What, what street is that? I mean, it was all the way down. Is that Chaplin is that Street? Chap I think it's Chaplin. All the right. way down. I mean, and, and again, people were, were just happy to get that sandwich. Is it, is it a sandwich? When, is it a wrap? What do they call that? Well, I think they call it a sandwich. It's a wrap. I Greek mean, it's, sandwich. It's a shaved lamb, you know, usually tomatoes, lettuce, and some other things with tzatziki sauce in a, in a pita. And then you kind of wrap the pita up. Um, I love it. I'm not big on a lot of Greek food. I mean, I'll be real honest with you. But I do really do love that. I really do love that. And I heard this year they had a, a Greek hot dogs too, which for which makes some sense. There are people who don't necessarily want Greek food but want to have something there, so they had hot dogs, but they Greeked them up with uh, feta cheese and that kind of stuff. And See, so my problem yesterday, Howard, I got to be friends with the bartender. See, I didn't I didn't talk too much with the cooks yesterday. That was See, my problem. Maybe you should have uh, checked in with the <laughs> yeah, with the chefs a little yes. bit. Yes, you know Jerry Sklavinakis, Councilman Sklavinakis was was, uh, yeah. was shaving the lamb. Uh, you could have gone over and maybe talked to Jerry and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, all I'm saying is. But I'm calling you the Iron Man because it was you had a full day yesterday of um, of uh, festive festivities, right? Yes. And uh, and today at noon, you're going to kick things off again. Uh, we're, we're really got our fingers crossed here. I went outside and I checked the weather. I think the clouds are moving out. Uh, knocking a little bit of wood here, but it looks like, Howard, I, I think the rain is going to stay away at least until maybe this evening. Or like you said, maybe just a shower here, a shower there throughout the afternoon. But the weather looks good. That means we're going to be there from 12 to 3. The Pine Room boys will be kicking things off. We're going to be set up right there by the, the beer garden. So stop in and say hello to those guys. From 3 to 4, it's the Paul Harris Saturday Sports Huddle on Friday. Imagine that with your host, uh, Dr. Angelo <laughs> Georges. Uh, Doc's got some guests lined up with him. And then from 4 to 5, good old boys on sports. Brian Beresford, Bob Slider. Uh, we'll be there, Baron Bob, with special guest Donnie Gilbert. So stop by and say hello and have a beer with those guys. 
I think I'm going to pass. Ah, oh, maybe not. I don't yeah, know. How do I get my second win? Right there. You're in the beer tent. Oh, Shane Stack's already, you know. You in the Boy, my chain. Come on, he's saying. Yeah. Friday, let's go. I don't know that I'm going to be down there, but I know that uh, probably the Bud Stud will be there. Can't wait to see John. Yeah. John, I will have a beer with you also, pal. I'm Carl Karenbauer. Oh, I'll have one with you, too. I'm going, to, I'm going to go berserk again, I guess, Howard. And once again, I say he's the Iron Man oh, of geez. the radio station. Now, I will point out, uh, if you are doing all of that, well, this is down in Wetzel County, so it's not a big deal. There's a DUI checkpoint set on Route 2, but it's not. Till, it's down in Wetzel County. So if anybody's coming from Wetzel County to have party at the Italian Festival, you may want to be careful going home. Or take Route 7 home and cross the bridge. There is a DUI checkpoint that's scheduled for that. Uh, 75 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 74 at the Highlands, 78 at the back deck poolside in Elm Grove. And what do we have here? Let me take a look, Howard. Uh, 74. 74 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. High heat kicking in today. A heat advisory from the National Weather Service officially at 11 o'clock. We are looking for, Adam says it's going to be sometimes rain, sometimes sunshine. So, uh, it's it's we've had those kind of Italian festival years, you know. So if, if it rains a little bit, a little bit of a pop up shower, you know, find a way to get under cover or uh, you know what have you, and then it'll probably pass by and you can get back out and enjoy the enjoy the weather again. Um, but day, daytime highs will be in the mid 90s, and then the feels like temperature will be a hundred or higher. Uh, the National Weather Service says feels like temperatures could be pushing perhaps 104 or so. So we do have an official heat advisory in effect until, well, it begins at 11 o'clock this morning and then until uh, till midnight tonight. Tomorrow, scattered showers and thunderstorms continue, and the highs will be in the uh, upper 80s or around 90, cooling down to the low 80s on Sunday. So that's what you have to look forward to, 75 at the airport. Coming up in... Um, a little more than a week, Ohio voters will go to the polls on what's called Issue 1. You might have, you've been hearing some commercials for it. Both sides are promoting vote for, vote against Issue 1. It is actually a pretty simple issue. It's a really simple thing, but it can be a little complicated to understand. And the backstory that leads up to this is, was a bit complicated as well. Coming up next, my friend Dave DeWitt from the Ohio Capital Journal will join us to talk about Ohio Issue 1, what it is, how we got here, and what it really means in the end. That's straight ahead on the Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, House Speaker Roger Hanshaw on the possibility of legislation tweaking the law so that individuals who paid their vehicle property tax in full can get the benefit of that tax credit. The fact that people do the responsible thing and pay their tax bill in full is a good thing. That's that's not something that I think we ever want to intentionally disincentivize. Talk line comes your way weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Ready to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Sunshine, swimming pools, green grass, and great conversation. It's summertime, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, Oh, let's fly way up to the clouds, away from the maddening crowds. 
We can sing in the glow of a star that I know of Where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion and all this illusion behind it's all Italian bumper music this Just morning like here on the Watchdog Morning Show simply because this is the Italian Festival weekend kicking off officially at noon today, opening ceremonies there. Uh, someone texted me and said there actually will be um, food vendors will open at 11 o'clock, so that's good, Bob, since you haven't eaten it now in 24 hours. Yeah, it's been a while, Howard. i, I got to get a sandwich. It's time for a sandwich, and I wouldn't mind, I, I, you know, if I could... I gotta get out of here and pick up Teddy, but if I could squeeze a hot sausage sandwich in, I mean, Sons of Italy, you just, you just can't beat that. So, uh, Italian Festival weekend, we will be broadcasting live. Not me, but uh, the Pine Room guys beginning at noon, then uh, then the uh, sports huddle uh, at uh, three, and uh, Bob and Bear, a couple of good old boys talking sports at four with Donnie Gilbert. We're going to be talking a little bit of Italian, too, Howard. This would have been a category Italian great sports. for you. Well, the first half of the show, we're going to do our top five TV characters. Who happened to be Italian? Tony Soprano. That's probably going to be number one on my list. Yeah, <laughs> hard, hard to beat the big guy. That'd be kind of kind of. I'll be, that'll be fun to listen to. I'll listen to that well, coming hopefully. up today. We'll see. Uh, noon to three. Uh, t- uh, noon to five today down at the Italian Festival. Come join us. In a uh, little over a week, uh, voters in Ohio will go to the polls to vote for issue one. Uh, you you can't have not heard about it, but maybe you don't fully understand it. Both sides have been uh, doing advertising. There was a big debate. Channel 7 carried a debate about it uh, recently. Um, It is, as I said a minute or two ago, it's a fairly simple issue if you understand it. It's really pretty simple to understand, although the story to get you there it was kind of complex. I invited Dave DeWitt from the Ohio Capital Journal to join us to talk about that because this is something that's uh, he's got uh, big on his mind this morning. David, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Would you agree with my comment? It, it is really simple to understand, maybe not to get the full complexity, but it's a pretty simple amendment that's before the voters. But it really was a convoluted backstory getting here, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, what the amendment proposes is pretty straightforward and that you can wrap your head around that. But why it's being proposed and all of the context and how we've gotten to this point is what takes a little bit of explaining for sure. Um, and, and a little bit of um, so what I want to use, manipulating by the Republicans who are putting this forward because um, – wasn't long ago they they eliminated special elections in in August, right? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, not. I mean, the law that they passed in December and became law in January made August special elections like this illegal, and that was because they're low turnout, expensive elections. And they said at the time, even Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who's the biggest cheerleader for this issue, one. Uh, said at the time that these decisions are they're decisions that are too big for low turnout, expensive August elections where people are doing things in the summer and they, they might not be aware of what's going on on the ballot. But then he turned around and they, they had failed to get this proposal on the May ballot, which is their original intent. And so then they turned around and brought back this special election in August um, for this proposal, even though it's a hundred-year constitutional issue, so he said in a debate the other night, I was talking about sewer district levies and things like that. So apparently, according to Frank Laroe, sewer district levies are too big for August elections, but hundred-year changes in the tax on majority voter power in Ohio—that's <laughs> that's okay. Well, I don't think it. Look, any most of us who follow politics know that if you want to, I don't want to say sneak something through, but uh, if you got something you're not sure is going to be totally popular, uh, maybe you do want to try and get it in a special election. You do want to look for low turnout. Then you can motivate enough people to go to vote your way uh, to pass the issue that maybe wouldn't pass in a general election. So, not surprising they're pushing this so fast. Also. Although I think in that debate uh, they said, no, that's not true. Also, the real reason behind, and, and let's, let's just quickly explain what the issue one is. It would change the threshold for a constitutional amendment from 
a simple majority, over 50%, to a 60% requirement. You have to have 60% of the people would have to vote for an amendment before it could pass. Um, and and the, the concern that brought this out by many is that there's going to be an issue for, about uh, making abortion uh, legal in Ohio uh, that could be on the next ballot, and they gotta pr- they got to try and make it harder for that to get passed, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they tried to deny it to begin with back in November when they first introduced this. They said, oh, no, no, this isn't about the abortion rights amendments or the further anti-gerrymandering reform that people are talking about. This is, this is about the future and protecting our Constitution. And then a couple weeks later, the House sponsor of this proposal sent a letter to his colleagues saying, hey, y'all have to support this and we've got to put it to voters because we need to stop this abortion rights uh, business going on and we need to prevent further uh, gerrymandering reform. So he gave the game away right away. It wasn't until about six months later that Frank LaRose uh, was recorded at a Republican county party dinner saying this is 100% about stopping the abortion rights November uh, proposal. And he's actually just kind of fully leaned into that. Now he's on the campaign trail with the most powerful anti-abortion lobbyist in Ohio doing events. He, he appeared in the, on the debate stage on Tuesday night with the same anti-abortion lobbyist. Um, and I just want to remind folks that this, the same anti-abortion lobbyist is the person who sued Frank LaRose in his capacity as Secretary of State to force the gerrymandering issue to the, the federal courts. So the Ohio's bipartisan majority on the Ohio Supreme Court rejected our gerrymandered maps as unconstitutional five times. This lobbyist sued the federal court to get the federal court to overturn a bipartisan majority on the Ohio Supreme Court, and they were successful, a split decision by two Trump-appointed judges. And now they want to overturn, they want to be able to override a majority of voters. And they're working together, uh, you know, on the campaign trail, doing the debate stage together to do so. David, let's just, let's set aside the politics. Let's set aside abortion. Let's set aside the nefarious way this thing got onto the ballot. And, and, and let's set aside some of the uh, duplicitous advertising they're putting out. Let's just talk about, at the heart what issue one does. What issue one does is it removes majority rule and makes it minority rule when it comes to constitutional amendments. Isn't that basically it? Yeah, absolutely. And it it goes a little further. So yes, it makes it so that a 40% minority of Ohioans can veto anything that a majority of Ohioans wants and it basically gives minority 40% control over the lives over 100% of Ohioans. But it does something else that's really critical that people have to be aware of. It changes the signature requirements from 44 counties, which is the current requirement, the by far the most burdensome part. People have to go all across the state and gather signatures from all different kinds of counties. And it takes months, and it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of volunteer power and people power to get that done. They want to change that from 44 counties to 88 counties. And that effectively would make it so no grassroots citizen group could ever get an amendment to the voters again in the first place. Because that is, I mean, you're talking about there are multiple counties out there that have a fraction of a percent of Ohio's population. And any one of those counties could block anything that 87 other counties want. 99% of the population could want something, but if they can't get, you know, that last few signatures in one really small remote county, then Ohio voters are never going to see it on the ballot. So it puts up an enormous barrier to getting to the ballot in the first place, and then it creates this, uh, this, supermajority requirement that gives 40% of voters veto power over anything that a majority might want. I saw a meme about this on social media. Uh, It was a football score. It said Ohio State 27, Michigan 20, Michigan wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – it's accurate. That's – if 
<laughs> if, it, if it were a football game and you were looking at, I mean, think of any other election you see, you know, election, all, all of these people, all of these office holders were elected with simple majorities. Every lawmaker sitting in the Ohio State House was elected with a simple majority. Every statewide lawmaker elected with a simple majority. Um, but they don't, they don't want that to have, you know, uh, that that essential element of people power and democracy, they don't want that to have sway over the Ohio Constitution anymore. You know, here in the Wheeling area, we have seen examples of this, though. In West Virginia, uh, levies require 60 percent approval. A uh, number of years ago, the city of Wheeling put a levy for a new public safety building on the ballot. 54, I, th- I think my numbers are right. 54 percent of the people voted for it, voted for it, significant majority. But it required 60%, so the issue failed. I was talking with the city manager, Bob Heron, from Wheeling just this past week, and he was reminding me of a bus levy at one point. 57% of the people voted for it, but it required 60%, so it failed. So, again, what we're talking about here is on the constitutional amendment issue in issue one, does the majority rule or do we allow the major- minority to veto? And that, it's as simple issue as that. Everything else aside, it is, it is as simple as that. David, on issue one, is it a yes or no vote? I mean, what's, if we vote yes, we are voting to change the Constitution to make it 60 percent. Is that correct? Correct, yeah. If you vote yes, you're, you're voting to put in these signature requirements to all 88 counties and make it basically impossible for any citizens group to get an amendment proposed to voters again. And you're voting for the 60 percent threshold that if you look back in history, would have prevented all kinds of things from becoming part of the Constitution in Ohio. And the very first one on my list is in 1912, we had an Ohio Constitutional Convention, and that's what brought these powers to us in the first place. Before then, citizens could not propose amendments or referendum to the Constitution. In 1912, Teddy Roosevelt came and gave this big speech. It was a big net. It would have been on every TV news network if it were these days, you know, like it was a big national thing. Um, And Ohio voters that year did pass this right that we've had for 111 years that they're now trying to rip away from us. And we passed it with 57.5% of the vote. And so if the standards of issue one were in place when we won this right in the first place, we would have never won this right in the first place because it wouldn't have been 60%. Yeah. Again, it boils down to, do you believe majority should rule as it does in almost other, every other aspect of democracy? And if you, it should be 50% plus one. That's, that's the standard that we accept in this country. Uh, and if you believe that, then you should be voting no on issue one, correct? Yes, yes. If, if people want to keep things how they are and how they have been for 111 years and to keep their power and to keep their voice, then they will not be supporting this. If they want to rip away that power from themselves, uh, if they want to give lawmakers and lobbyists all the power and take away their own power as voters, then they would support this. The vote is, am I correct, August 6th? Is that right? I could be wrong. Help me it's, with that. It's August 8th. Yeah, 8th. Tuesday, August, August, 8th. August 8th. But early voting is underway, and people can vote before then. Uh, but election day is August 8th. All right, so if you are in Ohio, you can. early voting is underway. The actual election day is August the 8th. Issue 1, it's the only thing on the ballot, right? Correct. Uh, issue 1. Do you change the Constitution to require a 60 percent majority to, uh, to, to, uh, to pass a constitutional amendment? Or do we leave things as they are, 50 percent plus one, as is the case in virtually all the rest of democracy? Uh, to me, it's an easy call, but you all have to think about it, I guess. And try not to think about the particular issues that some folks are confusing this with. The question is, should the majority rule? Majority is 50 plus, 50 plus one. That's the issue. Should majority rule or should minority have complete veto power? You think about that as you go to vote on issue one. David, you're, uh, you're fleeing the country, not because of issue one, I trust, right? Uh, no, I, they, 
they somehow didn't uh, check my schedule before they decided to create this whole new election that they had just eliminated months before. But, um, yeah, so I'll be out of town for a little bit next week, but um, I'll be back well before the election day and uh, doing uh, doing all the coverage at OhioCapitalJournal.com to keep voters informed through election day and then afterward about the results and the, the consequences, right, whatever happens. Dave, always appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. It's a big issue here, this issue one. I wanted folks to have one last chance to be given to think about it uh, before they go to the polls and vote. Thanks for joining me. Have yourself a great vacation. Yes, thank you, Howard. I really appreciate that. That's always nice to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Dave DeWitt is the editor of the Ohio Capital Journal, a great online uh, paper. They focus on only on politics. There's not a lot of fluff and frivolity there. Uh, And they dig deep, deep into Ohio politics. Uh, you want to follow what's really going on in the State House, OhioCapitalJournal.com is the place to go. It's 8.33, 27 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Should we hop on a cruise ship, uh, get on a plane, uh, get on a motorboat, motor co- coach? Where are we going to go? We'll see where Bill Bryson wants to take us with the Ohio Valley Travel Show next. Good finally Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this July the 28th. WVU Medicine Reynolds Memorial Hospital is under lockdown this morning. Both Glendale Police Department and hospital officials confirmed the lockdown last night. According to hospital officials, threats were made on social media. Law enforcement believed this warranted a lockdown as a precaution. The hospital will remain under lockdown until 7 this morning. Until then, the only entrance to the hospital will be through the ER. Stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for updates. And a local man was life-flighted after deputies say they tried to stop a motorcycle for a traffic violation. The Brook County Sheriff's Department says they attempted to stop a motorcycle for a traffic violation on Wednesday. Deputies say the driver failed to stop and was found a short time later after he crashed and suffered severe injuries. Deputies say they performed life-saving measures on the man prior to EMS arrival. Deputies released his name as Jonathan Riggs, a 24-year-old Brook County resident. No other information was given out at this time. And two Bel Air men were in court yesterday after being charged with severely beating another man. Both Sherman Leisure and Richard West III faced charges of felonious assault and kidnapping. West had a preliminary hearing and was bound over to the grand jury. Leisure's charges were temporarily dismissed. So he will remain in jail and face those charges again soon. And last but surely not least, dozens of vendors braved the warm, muggy weather to set up for this year's Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival. They worked hard throughout the day to be ready for today. Workers were busy putting the finishing touches on the food trucks, merchandise tents, and entertainment areas that will be a part of this year's festivities. They began arriving yesterday, and they are excited for a busy weekend. It all gets underway with opening ceremonies today, and you can see more of it live on 7 News at noon. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Stock up with great deals at Menards and cleaning supplies. Say big on Simple Green All-Purpose Cleaner. A 32-ounce spray bottle with gallon jug for up to 44 refills. It's just $7.99 after 11% off. Assorted sizes and counts of drawstring trash bags are only $2.48 each after rebate. A 100-count pack of vinyl gloves is just $6.99 after rebate. Good through July 30th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home, developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. 
How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Vaco Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lang, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Dwarf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Vaco Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and ring girls, sign up at joinrnr.com. Buy tickets at westbancoarena.com. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every port I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. 75 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 74 at the Highlands, 78 poolside in my backyard, 74 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Heat advisory kicking in around 11 o'clock this morning. We are looking for temperatures in the mid-90s today. Feels like temperatures 100 or more. National Weather Service is probably close to 104 or so for our feels-like temperature. See some rain on and off throughout the day today. Italian Festival kicks off today at noon. Do you guys go down to the Italian Festival, Bill Bryson? Yeah, it's a big, uh, big deal. Big luncheon. We take turns going down to the festival for lunch today. Yeah, just sons up in Italy, hot sausage sandwiches. That's or? A, a favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's what that's what what I'm looking forward to. Um, do you have anybody melting in Phoenix, Arizona? Any of your any travel people out there right now? I don't know if we've got anybody in Phoenix. When we were there for our 25th anniversary, 26 years ago, <laughs> uh, it was 114 then. Oh wow! Uh, for the week, I mean 113, 114, right, right around there. And it, it's saying how it's unusual, but 25 years ago when we were there, because I can remember it's the first time I'd been in temperatures that warm, uh, but it was 114 25 years ago. So. But it was a dry heat. Oh, it was. It was a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know yeah, quite still what, hotter and blazes out, but what difference yeah. that makes. I yeah. mean, how hot is it? It is so hot that cactuses are wilting. I mean, cactuses are made to live in the heat, yeah. and they're wilting. My Lord. just. And we're going to be hot around here, too. Right. Is mm. this uh, Normally, people were talking about you know going to nice, warm places. I guess maybe now we want to go to Alaska nice or cool something. Place. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. cool place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Actually, people are, are Alaska is open for 24. In fact, our group cruise to Alaska, cruise and tour combination. We usually do about three or four days land and then seven day on a cruise ship. I think that's about half sold out already for next June. So Alaska has been really, really popular, especially right like right now. <laughs> oh, sure, you feel it. But I've said this before, I'll just say it and we'll move on. But of all the places I've been, you know, international travel and, and, and big, big things in this country, I think Alaska is the top of my list. I had my best time in Alaska. So many people say that, and there's so much to see and do, and it's not like, well, this is like what we saw when we were in right. Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, whatever. No, it's it's completely different, and um, it's really uh, it's, it's really on a lot of people's bucket list, and the people that have gone have said, best trip ever. If you can, you certainly want to do what you're doing next year and what we did when we were there, which was the land and the cruise. Right. Uh, those is absolutely the combination was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, sometimes on the coastal ports, it's touristy and it's still Alaska. But when you can get 
inside Alaska and do Mount Denali and Fairbanks yeah. and some of those kind of cities and stuff, then you really get to experience Alaska firsthand. You know, I, one of my, I, you knew this for years, one of my bucket events, I wanted to get walk on a glacier. And we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flew, uh, you know, over to one of the glaciers and got out and wandered around. And that was just like, yes, this is <laughs> what I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, and then um, we almost got eaten by a moose or something on in uh well, you can't uh, wave a red flag in front of them and say, here, moosey, moosey. <laughs> Nancy and I were behind. The, you know, we stayed a little behind the crowd. The crowd got was heading back to the bus, and we were kind of slow. Well, I'm always slow, but you know, we were kind of just poking around and no big deal. And then the guy comes and says, come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. What's wrong? And he turns and he says, look there. And it was a great big bull moose. I mean, it was a big guy. <laughs> we said, Okay, we're coming now. Was he we're, kind of eyeing you up? He was. The, he was thinking about. I wonder what I should do with these people. Yeah, so, I haven't yeah. had lunch in a couple of days. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I'm again. If if you can find your way to Alaska, especially if you can do the tour, land tour, and the and the and the uh, cruise, just phenomenal. I just just you know couldn't couldn't have had a, absolutely no better trip I've ever taken. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. You're going to a couple of places that. Um, that I actually love to go. Washington, D.C., I've been there a dozen times. I mean, I've been there frequently for work. Bob and I have been there. Whenever we go, we try and find a way to see some of the sites, right, Bob? That's right. I love uh, D.C. You know, and uh, you're going to uh, go to, to D.C., but this time it's kind of a veterans trip, if you will. Not for veterans, but uh, taking a note on veter- about veterans. Yeah, veterans. and we're going to do it over uh, the Veterans Day weekend, it's, which is kind of, a, kind of a patriotic time anyway. Um, and the, the other thing I probably caution, I remember we were in D.C. right after 9-11. And, of course, at least back here, there seemed like there was a lot of fear, you know, mm-hmm. more attacks, especially D.C. I don't think I ever felt safer than uh, when I was in D.C. And I think it's the same thing. You get a you know, perspective here, a lot of politics and stuff like that. I don't want anything to do with Washington, that kind of a mentality. But, boy, when you get to see some of these memorials and some of the history that has cause these memorials to happen it is really uh, really breathtaking in some cases but we're going to do this november 9 through 12 it's a dc trip and we're calling it tour of honor um and it's basically like you said it's not necessarily for veterans although any veteran certainly would be welcome uh, but we're going to see a lot of of history here um, the national world war, war <laughs> world war ii memorial that is is pretty special. That's a, a fairly new time. one. It's fairly new. Fairly new. It's a. Uh, it was a long time coming. I had a chance to walk through it with my dad, and he was pointing out things. I was here when we did this, and here, I man, that was that was really really special. It, there's, it's a very wide open. At least that's the way I envision mm-hmm. it. It's very wide open. You get a sense of openness when you're there. Um, and I've only been to there. I've only been there once, but it, it's uh, it's. Um, it certainly should be on the t- on a, on right. a trip. And all you go the to. different theaters of World War II are f- are featured there, and they've got uh, stars for the. Yeah, I think each one represents maybe a thousand people that died in the in World War II, and it's really uh, really kind of a, a nice tribute. Long time coming, uh, but I think that uh, that that's one that everybody's going to enjoy. The Franklin D. Roosevelt Memorial is another stop. Again, fairly new, relatively yeah. new. Yeah, and then is new, the Eisenhower Memorial. I have not seen that one. So that one is new. World War I Memorial, uh, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. That is always a very moving um, experience. You cannot, you cannot walk past that wall without and everybody, literally being sucked in. I everybody mean, knows somebody who's on that wall. Um, you know, I know two or three of, of my friends at the time um, – and it's 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 just a very moving, moving tribute. Um, the, the wall is made, was designed to make you f- see yourself in the wall and see yourself among those names. I mean, it really again it brings you into that horrible time. Uh, yeah. Very very moving. Very moving. And the way the names are on the wall, you see a lot of people take a piece of paper and a pencil and kind of trace over. Yeah. Etch, yeah, Straight tracing. That. So you've got the name on the wall that you can take back with you. Uh, the Korean, Korean War Veterans Memorial, that is to me almost haunting. Those, um, I don't know, the soldiers that are kind of walking through the rice paddies and stuff, 
the expressions on their faces, they, they, whoever did that just did a tremendous job of, of capturing what that was really like. So we'll be there. Um, the wreath-laying ceremony at the U.S. Navy Memorial. There's a new Spirit Park. Um, we're going to have an what evening event there. That, again, that is brand new. I have not been there, but uh, we'll be able to enjoy the patriotic entertainment, and there's fireworks. Um, see one of the largest American flags. All that is in this um, sp new Spirit Park, so that's, that's something new. And then the new Museum of the Army. Uh, so there's like three things I haven't even seen, and I we go there maybe about Frequently, three, three yeah. four years. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you get the tram tour of the Arlington National Cemetery. That's pretty, uh, pretty Again, interesting as well. Arlington Cemetery is a very moving place. And then we're going to stay at the Gaylord. Uh, we've got Gaylords everywhere this year. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. You've been really, I won't say pushing the Gaylords, but you've been using Gaylord hotels a lot more this year. At least it seems to me that well, way. Well, I think the trips, Nashville, Texas, and now D.C., all coming at about the same time. And uh, we like the Gaylord properties um, and this is the first time we will we'll have stayed at the Gaylord Resort National Harbor. Uh, there's some a lot of things around that area has all built up, so we're going to stay right there. The other two Gaylords are, of course, Nashville, and then uh, our Texas trip, our first two nights are at the Gaylord Texan. So we'll be staying there in Dallas area as we experience, I don't know, everything from um, South Fork Ranch, <laughs> JR. We'll go over to um, Fort Worth to see the Longhorns. Um, that'll, that'll be a nice trip. And then eventually down to Waco for the Magnolia um, shopping experience thing. And then on down to San Antonio for two nights uh, on the Riverwalk. So Gaylord Texan, Gaylord Opryland, and then the Gaylord National Harbor in D.C. So we got three Gaylords in a period of about six weeks. And they're a pretty good hotel chain. Very good. Yeah, they're, they're owned by Marriott now. Uh, but the Gaylord properties, and of course they decorate for Christmas. That's an experience in itself, just staying there. So, you know, when we go to those kind of places, typically don't like to stay at a Motel 6. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not yeah. that we stay at Motel 6 anyway, but um, try to get the whole flavor of the area. And uh, this one, I think, is, I think people are going to really like this. It's, it's called our Tour of Honor, Washington, D.C., November 9 through 12. Three nights, D.C., uh, motor coach. Um, and that should be good. Marilyn Thalman's going to be the guide on that one. So, Bob, when you go to D.C., you're always—it's the Ford's Theater is one of your oh. one of your <laughs> places you always want to go. Arlington Cemetery, maybe your second choice. No, first choice. I start my morning off uh, just with my walk. Usually, Howard, our hotel is up on the Capitol Hill, and I'll go down past the Capitol, and I'll go past all those memorials that Mr. Bryson just mentioned. Uh, on my way through the mall, uh, past Lincoln Memorial, I cross the bridge, Memorial Bridge, and go over to Virginia. And then, Mr. Bryson, I spend almost all day at, uh, at the cemetery. I go up to the old Lee Mansion. I sit there, and I, I might sit there for an hour, and I just try to take it all in. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's an impressive, um, not imp yes, impressive, but it's um, you you can soak things up in there. And I, I feel I, an energy. Maybe it's just in my head, but that's one place I can sit there and I feel like I, I, I'm feeling an energy. But uh, again, maybe it's just me. So I, yeah, okay. So I, you, that's your first. That's your first. Stop. It is. It, I just I, I go there every time. And I, I know Ford's Theater. Uh, Usually the afternoon. I'll, I'll make my circle, Howard. That's that's closer to the hotel. Have you been to some of the other um, memorials, like the ones that Bill's talking about here? I have. I walked past them. They're there at the mall. The uh, Vietnam War, like he said, the, the, the Korean War is, is just different. The uh, Roosevelt Memorial is there on my way. The one uh, that he mentioned, I, I hadn't been there yet, uh, and, and I think that's new. That's why. So um, this is a more, yeah, again, you know, there are different ways you can see D.C., and that's you can go to D.C. and do, you can go five different times and do five totally different types of trips. This one is, uh, I'm calling it Tour of Honor, which I like that. It's just, it's the uh, the, the memorials that uh, commemorate our wars and our veterans and so on. And again, Arlington Cemetery, a uh, great place too. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's coming up uh, three days, three days, November 9th through the 12th. Uh, if you're interested, call Uniglobe Travel at 304-232-5171. Uh, actually, before for that, you are doing another one of the, my favorite things, which is uh, visiting the lighthouses of Maryland. Yeah, I love that trip. Um, there are six lighthouses that we're going to visit. And to be over on the water, which is kind of relaxing to begin with, 
lighthouses kind of tell the story over the last 100 years. I think we even talked about which states had the most lighthouses and all that before. But um, September 8th through 10th, it's called Maryland Lighthouses, Charms of the Chesapeake. And um, that does include a visit to six different lighthouses there in Maryland. Um, we're we're going to have um, two nights hotel, six meals included in that. Um, that looks like a really dinner at Phillips Seafood. Used to be, I think they call it, used to be Phillips Crab House. That's a good, I like that restaurant though. Yeah. Yeah, I really do like yeah. that place. So that area along the Chesapeake, I think is a very relaxing, that's a, I think going into the fall, just a nice, nice trip. We haven't done it for a few years. We thought we should maybe put that one back in there. That one's eight fifty nine a person on that one, and then uh, the DC is thirteen ninety nine. Both uh, of which are reasonably, reasonably yeah, priced. Yeah, and again, yeah. We're, we're not staying at the Motel Six. This is the Gaylord, and yeah. um, it's it's you, you get everything there in the in the DC market. So that's going to be a, I think a really nice uh, tri- trip too. But Maryland Lighthouses. I didn't get to take the last one, and it doesn't look like, I, like I'm going to get to take this one. So <laughs> 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 we're going to be um, we'll be on uh, Route sixty six at that point. So. Yeah, we'll be heading out there, too. I'm getting excited about that, too. Yeah, and, too. We keep doing Ed and stuff. Uh, uh, we found out that um, Popeye kind of had his roots. You mean Popeye the Sailor Man? Popeye the I Sailor. I am Popeye the Sailor Man. Kind of had his uh, beginnings out in uh, Santa Monica. I guess a local he- hero of sorts uh, was part of the inspiration for the cartoon character that huh. this guy came up with. And his uh, first Popeye cartoon 1929. So Popeye is almost wow. 100 years old. Wow. So uh, when I was a kid, I mean, he was a big thing when I was a kid. He was mm-hmm. yeah. 30 years old, I guess. And olive oil. Time. And there was another character they called Castor Oil. What? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't remember Castor, castor Oil. oil? <laughs> I've eaten drinking Castor Oil before. It makes me throw up. Have you had Castor Oil? Do you remember him, Bob, with Popeye? Herb with Popeye? I don't. I don't oh, remember that well, one. He must have been maybe earlier and they, they got rid of him or something. But uh, Popeye? Yeah. Brutus, uh, olive oil, Brutus, and Wimpy. Wimpy was he? Wimpy a, was the hamburger guy. I'll right? gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there w- there's a little guy. It was wasn't there a little mini Popeye or there something? There was, yeah. I can't remember. I can picture also like a baby almost. Yeah, I can. Yeah, pi- yeah I can picture that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, anyway, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a little Popeye. We're time. gonna have some Popeye time. We're gonna stand on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Like that, and, love uh, that. Yep, yep. So it should be a, it should be a nice trip. I, I every once in a while we just grab the itinerary and Nancy and I. And I'll, I'll look up some things. All right, well, we're gonna be here. Let's let's see what what this is all about. Yeah, I, I type done several handouts getting ready for this thing, and um, there are twenty three meals included on that. <laughs> oh, that's, you know that that works for me. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> we're, are we, we're not going to like that corn dog place again, are we? Uh, cozy dog? Yeah, whatever. No, no cozy dog this time. <laughs> I'm glad we went. I wouldn't go back. You yeah, know? well, you know, you don't want to go back because you had to do all the work. That's right. You they didn't have enough help or something, and uh, I ended up being the server. Bill serving on Bill serving court. Yeah, the tips weren't very good either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to that. The uh, the Route 66 part. Du. Got a full boat, right? Yeah, we got 50 people, and I, I'm looking forward to. I met the bus driver. Uh, I, whether I've told that story or not, but uh, we were in Texas when Sally and I were going to do the trial run for this trip. Um, we, we were in Dallas area with Scott and I had a baseball game, and that day we were leaving following the game to head up to Route 66. We had about, I don't know, three hours or something. And I was asking Scott about the directions to get up to, I think it was Lawton, Oklahoma. That's where we're going to spend the night. And he said, Hey, talk to this guy. He's uh, from that area. Turns out he owns a bus company. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, he's going to be. And you said, be, well, how about that? And we didn't have a bus at the time. So, uh, he's going to not only do the trip for us, he's going to be the driver. Oh, cool. So, a guy named Brett. So, uh, looking forward to that. And now, we get we get down to Texas every once in a while. And uh, um, uh, knowing that I've got a driver and a company that we can call on for anything around that area. They do a lot of military work going out to the West Coast. And he said, hey, this is it's right up our alley. So, Looking forward to um, He's got big that. shoes to fill, though. Eric did the last Eric one. Eric did a wonderful job last time. And we tried to do, figure out a way. We were going to do the second half and then back and the first half. And it was kind of a convoluted, uh, but it didn't work. Um, and for those guys to go three clear across the country empty and then halfway across the country empty, <laughs> you, can't, you just can't do that. But it, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Route 66. We'll get my kicks again on Route 66. And right. 
Uh, real quick, because we have a couple of, only a couple of minutes left before we wrap it up. You have a couple of sports trips coming up we should talk about. Uh, the, the two that are on the books, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts, December 17th. It's a two-day trip, December 16th, December coming back on Monday the 18th. They don't know what time the game's going to be. So we're going <laughs> to go out on Saturday, stay Saturday night. We're going to do a dinner out there in Indy. We're going to visit the NCAA Hall of Champions game on Sunday at some time and then back on Monday. So that's the Steelers' December 17th weekend. That's a 699 retailer. Um, WBU uh, at Penn State, also a two-nighter, September 1st through the 3rd. Also, same price, 699, two nights. Um, and then just in this last week, we've had uh, Major League Baseball has rele released schedules for 2024. This is really early for them. Uh, and our plan next year, and I believe it's – June 15th through the 20th is the plan as it stands right now. And that starts out in Atlanta. We've only been there twice in the 20 years. We're going to go down to, over to Montgomery, Alabama, for the um, Montgomery Biscuits. The Biscuits? The Biscuits. Okay. Um, I'm hoping we can do Biloxi. And I'm thinking if we can't do Biloxi, they are the shuckers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if we can't do the Biloxi, we'll just keep going a few hours and maybe spend a day in New Orleans. We haven't done anything baseball-wise in New Orleans. That team is no longer there, but New Orleans is still New Orleans. And then, anyway, over to Houston and then up to Dallas for the new stadium in uh, Arlington for the Texas Rangers. We've only been in Texas once. We've only been to Atlanta twice in the 20, 20 years. So uh, a lot of folks hadn't, with us anyway, been able to visit Atlanta or the t two Texas team. We'll throw in Biloxi and something else. Everything falls into place like that, except whether or not Biloxi is going to have a game that night. And their okay. schedule's not out yet. And you're going to spring training, too. Spring training uh, is March 14th through 19th. We're still putting it together, but they release schedules this uh, um, week also. And that one looks like we're going to start out with Pirates at the Yankees, which is in Tampa. Um, if we keep it, the Pirates host the uh, Detroit Tigers the next day. And then they're also home the following day, which is St. Patrick's Day, to the Tampa Bay Rays. And then um, uh, they, uh, Philadelphia is the next day. Uh, we'll see. That's in Clearwater. So well, that's looking we'll at the next happens. year. So a little preview of what you look for there. Right. But, but for if a lot of people ask us for dates. Hey, I got to make my vacation uh, plans. Uh, March 14 to 19 is spring training, and it looks like it's going to be June 15 to 20. Uh, for Major League Baseball. Atlanta plays that, uh, that day, the 15th, and Texas plays on the 19th. Want to get uh, on the wait list at least or uh, be aware when things are finalized, uh, give them a call, 304-232-5171. Don't forget the Maryland Lighthouse uh, Tour, the uh, Charms of the Chesapeake, and, of course, the Tour of Honor in D.C., all of which sound like a lot of fun. Bill, appreciate it as always. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Howard. 9 o'clock, ABC covers the world. McCabe is up after that. Especially Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Trump now facing two new counts of obstruction of justice, along with his current aide, Walt Nada, and a new player, Mar-a-Lago's property manager, Carlos De Oliveira. According to the new superseding indictment, Trump, Nada, and De Oliveira were allegedly concerned about a pending subpoena for surveillance footage. Extreme heat has over 150 million people in the U.S. under heat advisories, but the conditions are not just affecting people, says ABC's Jim Ryan in Dallas. In a pasture at England Cattle Company in South Texas, Benton, England, has noticed that many of his cows refuse to walk out in the sun. If your cattle are underneath the shade tree, they're getting skinny because they don't want to go graze. The cattle that will graze are light-colored Brahmins, veterinarian Dr. Jack Valerius. Basically, the animals that are black are real dark absorbing more heat. We've seen some of them that have had some real stress. Ranchers are hoping for a break in the heat, not just for themselves, but for their animals. It's a break for the Senate heading into August recess, but there are concerns about some of the older members of the chamber, like Diane Feinstein, says ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. During a Senate